Hey, Tyler. What's up? Have you ever observed anything funny or interesting while visiting a church? Oh, boy, have I. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. Definitely. I mean, what was that? Man, like a year and a half ago, I visited a random random church, um, had about uh, just a few people. We weren't even sure if it was still meeting or not. Um, So I went on a Sunday morning just to see if the the church was still there or or what the situation was. And I walk in, six people are left in this church, Um, but sit down for a a normal, a normal service just to, to try to enjoy and and be ready. And worship pastor comes up and brings out a karaoke machine. All right. Yeah. So I already knew I was in for a treat. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Comes out and pulls the the CD right out of a sports coat pocket and sets it into the karaoke machine. And we start singing hymns, start, you know, just belting it like no tomorrow with all six of us in the room. Um, we start going about eight psalms, at least eight hymns in, and he pauses the tape and then asks me if I wanted to come lead one. Oh, please tell me you did. I wish I could. Oh, I know, I know. It's Which one of my one of my big regrets in life. Which hymn would you have led oh, on man, the spot? Man, I, I don't know. Christ alone, this cornerstone. Oh, wow. start like that. singing it. Let's hear it. <laughs> well, I'll, <laughs> I'll leave that to, uh, to Gianna and the, <laughs> the team. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I mean, I, I could not believe it. Like in the middle of the sermon, literally random stranger that I am there, and they're asking me to lead a hymn. Well, I mean, well, haven't we all been there? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> We've all. I mean, everyone's been there at least once in their lives. <laughs> but we continue on. Pastor gets up, starts starts um, giving the sermon, and I mean, holy rolling, screaming like it is no tomorrow in this room mm. of of five humble people in the pews, mm. and you know they are are loving it all in on this sermon. He's pacing back and forth, he's going up and down the steps, and as he comes down, once he starts getting back up to the the podium, a gun falls out of his pocket straight onto the <laughs> stairs, and I mean, literally like audible gasp. <laughs> Because at this point, like the story had already been too good to be true, <laughs> but so I mean, I mean, everyone is like not sure what to do. Man pauses, looks at the crowd, pauses for a second, and then leans down, grabs a gun, and goes, "Well, you just can't be too careful with the way of the world and all," mm, and just true. doesn't doesn't miss a beat. True, hopping back into a sermon <laughs> on the salt and the light, and yeah, I mean, quite the quite the the Sunday morning experience. You picked up some good tips there, and I know many people are thinking, "No, this is not Hope Church." <laughs> <laughs> you got some good tips for yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. Learned, a, learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about awesome, you? Man. Uh, so more <laughs> recently, we don't get to visit churches too often, but I was on vacation and more recently got to visit a church, and uh, it was great. Reminded me a lot of home. It was a really, really sweet church, and pastor, I mean, he was just great sermon, uh, and Psalm 90, and great worship, all that stuff, and Catherine and I were taking notes, we're into it, and like just loving it, mm-hmm. and no joke. Look over, and there is a lady sitting beside us, full-grown lady, uh, full-grown adult sitting beside us with a Nintendo Switch. No. <laughs> legitimately playing oh uh, my a goodness. Nintendo, like joysticks and all, uh, oh, right beside in- us. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, through the whole sermon playing a well, game. What was she playing? I don't know. It was like some sort <laughs> of Mario Kart or something, some, some sort of game. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, it was awesome. Though. <laughs> I was oh, like, love that. This is how people feel when I preach. Yeah. Bring the Nintendo. So, oh my goodness, man! Yeah. Not even like hiding it at that no, point too. No. That's, I mean, that's bulky. To, yeah, yeah. That It'll is, humble you for I mean, sure. Yeah, it I definitely, definitely like brought my you. Game Boy in like middle school. Yeah, but no, a, this was it was interesting. That's awesome. So yeah, you could hear clicking the joysticks and all right next to me. <laughs> I bet you could taking notes. <laughs> oh man, that's so, so good. Yeah, be on guard, my friends. Yeah. People are watching. <laughs> <laughs>
What's up, everybody? We are back for season two, we'll call it, of Weekly Hope. Season two. Yeah. Fresh and ready as ever. Yeah. It's more like, I don't know how to operate this thing, and Tyler was out of town, (laughs) so we took a break for a few weeks, (laughs) but we're back. (laughs) So, yeah. As as all all, uh, sermon breaks are. (laughs) Uh, I'm old, and I don't know how to use technology, so... Our podcast equipment sat uh, idle for a little while. I'm supposed to say, okay, boomer. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Okay, boomer. Yeah. Tyler, you're back. I'm back. Here we are, man. Feels good. Yeah, how's it going? It feels great. Yeah. I missed everyone. When did you get back? I got back on Friday. Okay. 6.30. Yeah. Yeah. You were in Puerto Rico. Tell us about it. I was in Puerto Rico. Man, it is an island surrounded by water. Yeah. (laughs) Generally, most islands are. No, it was great. The, The time there was so sweet. The... Uh, church members at Missio Day are are really just were the most hospitable people we could have asked for to spend that amount of time there. It felt like just family with them by the end. I mean, we'd had individual meals with most of the families during our time there. We'd gotten to like serve with most of them at least one day or two days that they had come and served with some of the mission teams that were there and got to see like actual growth. So we saw like multiple families come to the church throughout that time that we were there. Cool. We got to see like relationships with like their closest school. So kind of like what we have with like Finley Oaks and things like that. They have an elementary school there that they've started to gain relationships with. And it was amazing from the very first week we were there till the end to see just like some of the barriers broken down with the the janitor there and the principal. And um, so just getting to see like work starting to take, take place was exciting. So that's awesome, man. But very hot. Oh yeah. Very, very hot. <laughs> Toasty. Oh man. The I have never sweat life. so much in my life. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. What was the what was like the funniest thing that happened in your time while you were there? The funniest thing that happened. Well, so we went and and got to go do this thing called like the bioluminescent bay, which is the super cool like algae that grows in the ground that like lights up in the water when it's touched. Mm-hmm. And so we went and did that and we had like probably the, the worst group of people you could have like imagined doing that. So <laughs> almost, almost no one in our group had ever been in a kayak before. And so we had like 15 people, a part of this group, none of them experienced. And we're going out at like nine o'clock at night, which Ooh. is like not something you do if you've never been on a kayak before. And the ladies that were right behind us in like the trail of people were just, just could not figure out how to guide a kayak. Cause you know, you like you swing one, you, you like paddle one side to go the opposite direction. Yeah. And for them that just did not commute. So we watched them like fall out of their, their kayak multiple times through, <laughs> through this. And uh, it was, it was quite the experience. I mean, they were like literally had to be dragged back by the like guide by the end of it <laughs> had just completely given up. And the whole time the lady beforehand is like, Tyler, now you're not going to leave us. You're not going to leave us now, Tyler, are you? And we're like, well, we'll just see what happens. Yes. So yes, we're going to get, uh, we, we most certainly left them. <laughs> yeah. Any cool, like, spiritual things that happened or for sure it's exciting that you guys saw yeah definitely so i'd say one of the like neatest things to see was so we served with this school the very first week they were sweet enough to host a like vacation bible school sports camp there and the first time we get there there really were like they were pretty regiment they were pretty strict they were like i, I wouldn't say necessarily like i think just new to this um and so the last day of the last week we were there we got to serve with another mission team doing like school renovation work. So doing things like cleaning up the rooms and um, wiping down all their tables, doing a little bit of touch up paint and doing some um, like pressure washing. And so the janitor just kind of opened up to us. He had been there the whole time whenever we were there and kind of opened up at the end, sharing a lot of his story 
Um, he had had like a stroke a year before this, and now he's the only person who's doing all of the janitor work there for the whole school. Wow. And so just to see this team of 20 people come in and serve alongside him, he broke down and it just led uh, opportunities for Hector to pray over him and for their church to just really care for him. And they got his number and just to see like he's been widowed twice now. So he's living alone, just, just trying to survive kind of thing. And to see like the church be able to use this opportunity as a way to like care for somebody and now have continual relationships. It was just really neat. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Man. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, any other experiences or anything else you want to share just generally from partnering with a church plant and seeing that, um, we're so excited just to see how God's using them at Missio Day and what God's doing in Puerto Rico, but also excited just to get to partner yeah, with definitely. other churches and, and other church plants. And so for sure, uh, it's fun to be able to send you guys out for a good chunk of the summer and go serve over overseas and uh, help them. But yeah, any other any other stuff you want to share? Any yeah, other experiences? Yeah, definitely. So one of the other experiences we got to do was um, so we got to learn a little bit more about their whole network of church planning that they do on the island through what's called Send Espanol. So that's a part of the North American Mission Board and partners with Send Relief and just their way of getting to um, basically have a strategy for how they want to reach people in Puerto Rico. And so through that, they were able to take us to the west side of the island, which is where a lot more um, just English population people. So there's a lot of military bases there and a lot of tech centers and stuff like that. So it was um, amazing to be in a context like Puerto Rico that is so predominantly Spanish and meet these families there that really speak the same language as us and are in similar contexts and situations as far as what led them to the island, um, but desperately seeking and desiring a church and community. Yeah. And so for a lot of them, I mean, the reality is they have to drive to San Juan, which would be about an hour and a 45-minute drive wow. to get to church. And most of them that we met with, that's what they do on a Sunday. And that was just like amazing and humbling to see like people in a context where church is not just everywhere or right around the corner that they can go to and to see the like emphasis and desire for them to still make it and be a part of a community that they would drive. I mean, essentially like four hours every Sunday to be a part of that wow. is, is quite amazing and quite humbling. Yeah. Um, the other thing I would share is one of the big things that really stuck out to me was over the course of five weeks there, um, just learning, like hearing the Spanish language and hearing things like that was a challenge for me since it's not something I typically speak. Um, but one of the things that I found like particularly like, restful and amazing was just being at a church and a part of something, even if it was a context that I didn't understand from like a word you know, side of things. The function of church was, was very similar to what we have back home. Yeah. So it felt like immediately comfortable to be in there and be drinking coffee in the morning with different people and then going in and having worship and taking the Lord's Supper with them and things like that. It was like, man, how amazing is this that the church is in completely different context, completely different language, but still can feel so much like home. Yeah. And I thought that was just like something I'd never experienced before, um, but will like think about for a long time. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really, really cool. And so neat to see how, you know, God's at work everywhere. Yeah, and, yeah, definitely. And even how, like, family is family. Like, spiritual mm -hmm. family is, is family. Uh, even if we don't necessarily share the same language, um, it's just cool to see. So, uh, can you say something for us in Spanish, please? No. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't learn any Spanish. Well, no, no is also no in Spanish. <laughs> Oh, man. you got to get uh, you on si that. Si se puede. That means a yes, we can. Okay. Yeah. Si yeah. se puede. Yeah. There you go. Here we are. <laughs> Learning Spanish. Yeah. Natalie is much better at Spanish than me. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, this past Sunday, we were in Genesis 49. We're in our 
final two weeks of this series through Genesis. So it's been a, a good time walking through the first book of the Bible, and um, pretty neat neat stuff that we see here at the end of Jacob's life in his kind of final words to his sons. And so we said there was like three categories of brothers mm-hmm. uh, out of the the brothers that were mentioned, 12 brothers here, they're kind of broken down into the first three and then two that are blessed and then everybody else. So we said there, there were those whose pasts would haunt their futures, those whose past would bless the future, and then the third group was everyone else. So uh, there's not much said about the other brothers uh-huh. other than just like little statements here or there. Um, but we do see, you know, pretty severe words of, of curse and warning to the first three brothers, Reuben, uh, Simeon, and Levi. And then we see, honestly, the largest chunk of this chapter and passages, the, the blessings of um, Judah and of Joseph. And so I thought I'd throw it out to you and, and you know, hear any, anything that stuck out to you from this sermon or from that passage in general, and uh, we'll talk through that for a few minutes. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, hearing all the tribes, I'm definitely part of the Naphtali tribe, which oh, is yeah. the, the beautiful, beautiful ones. Yeah, beautiful uh, that definitely uh, resonated with me for sure. I was <laughs> yeah, thinking of getting like a, a, a rib cage tattoo or something. Oh, that nice. says like Naphtali. Yeah, wow, that'd be great. I love that. That's a great idea. It's a great. Maybe you can get on the ankle. Yeah, that'd be wrist. cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be real neat. Yeah, uh-huh. forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I'm so it's so sorry. funny. Yeah, it's it's like, just good to be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like beautiful does. Uh-huh, okay, yeah, no. whatever. Uh-huh. Be that way, <laughs> Jacob. Whatever. No, uh, but one of, one of the on the serious note, one of the things you talked about um, in kind of just like sharing the the two sides of the coin with um, those who were like haunted by their futures and those who'd be blessed in their future. Um, you really put an emphasis on just the the small steps and the small things that we can do in faithfulness today that lead to extraordinary work and life towards God's kingdom later. Mm. Um, there's a quote, I can't remember who it's by, but it talks about like, uh, he asked the questions like, when is the best time to plant an apple seed? Well, the best time to plant that seed would have been 30 years ago, mm. but that's no, no longer possible. So the best time to plant it would be today because 30 years from now, that's when the benefit will come. And so just like, we can look and we can wish that things were done differently in our past all the time and wish that we could see that tree fully bloomed and fully grown today where we're like bearing the fruit. But if we're still not doing that today, then that'll never happen later. Yeah. And so that's cool. Mm-hmm. It'd be a funny prank is go yeah. plant a bunch of apple seeds somewhere. <laughs> Wait 30 years. <laughs> Somebody's like, what in the world? Where did all these trees come from? But well, now we have apples. <laughs> Chris is going to be the, the modern day Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> That would be a funny prank. What a good <laughs> quote. That's good. I feel like I should go plant some trees in my yeah. backyard here. So <laughs> instead of cut them down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't. Want to. <laughs> I gotta talk about that, man. I get it. It's just gonna be back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think you saw. You know, obviously, there's two main points of the first three brothers, which was Reuben, who was, you know, kind of finally received judgment for a pretty egregious thing that he did um, with Jacob's wife. And um, I think that the the curse that really came from that sexual sin um, that would live on for generations, you know, and it would affect him and even his kids and his grandkids, great-grandkids all the way down. And then same thing with Simeon and Levi, where it's like uh, our, our, our past does affect our future mm. and 
and you see this just anger and bitterness and the violence that they had in their hearts, you know, where it would affect even their inheritance and their family line. Um, and you contrast that with like the repentance of Judah and this dude who's actually like also really sketchy. Um, but that at some point there had been a change in his life to where he went from being, you know, selfish and self-centered to at the end, willing to give up his own life to save Benjamin. Um, and we don't know all the details of that, but it was obvious like there was a change that, that the Lord then had chosen him to have this, uh, the line of the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And then Joseph, and I think one of the coolest things, honestly, is like I think every father would want our sons to experience greater blessing than we have. And, you know, that's one of the, the neatest things for Joseph is like there is no tribe of Joseph. You like Of all the 12 brothers, all the 12 tribes, like you don't find on a map a tribe of Joseph. Yeah. But each of his sons received a tribe. So you have Ephraim and Manasseh. And I think, man, like that's what a testimony that is. That yeah, is like his sons and his family were blessed. And then, like, adopted in as sons of Jacob, um, which is really cool. But the ultimate point that we got to is whether it's like, all right, well, you got sin in the past, or whether you've done great things and, you know, it's, it's blessed others, or you just feel like you're kind of overlooked and forgotten and one of everybody else. Like, the reality is, none of that matters. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not what this story is about. It's mm-hmm. not about, like, okay, am I, am I part of the tribe of Dan or part of the tribe of Naphtali or part of the tribe of Iskar or whatever? Like who do I compare to? It's like no, we're we're a part of like the tribe of Jesus. The we're a part of the tribe of like we're sinners saved by grace. And all of this, this whole blessing that is talked about in Genesis forty nine and all the brothers, it, it would be an overarching blessing of all this this people who would be God's chosen people to to usher into like the kingdom, mm-hmm. this kingdom of God on earth that would would then be like God's people and the great thing now is like since Christ has come like we are that people it's not not the nation of Israel it's not us mm-hmm. um, although we would say like I still think there's like a special blessing for Israel we can talk more about that later but sure. like I, I think like we're part of this people of grace and we we all need salvation we've all done stuff in our past that we regret that could haunt our futures mm-hmm. And we all should live to, like, bless the future and, like, live in such a way that we're a blessing to others um, and we're all seen by God. And so I just want I, my whole hope and my whole heart of preaching through this very interesting, like, passage, which is kind of, like, pretty difficult application for our lives today, sure. is to really just, like, help us recognize that we would need Jesus. Mm-hmm. And because of Christ, like, we don't have to compare ourselves to our family line or worry about, you know, what our dad did or granddad sure. did or, or whatever else. But it's second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away and behold, the new has come. And so like we get to be a part of that, like adopted in grafted in family. That's like a new, completely new person, completely changed. And so, um, I hope that's what came across from the message and I hope it encouraged our people, um, as well. Definitely. Yeah, I think one of the things I, I love, um, just as we're like gearing towards the end of Genesis, is um, even the way like you led in in going through this book and consistently talking about it as like a book of grace and a book of new beginnings and of, of peace and comfort and all of that. Um, because like there's there's also real hurt and real difficulty and like 
I mean, righteous judgment from the Lord and all the stuff that we see throughout um, the, the book of Genesis that we could like focus on and have kind of be the emphasis. But I just appreciate that the, the overarching mentality and the overarching thing that we can see here, but also the thing you continue to remind us is that all of that is because of God's grace. Yeah. And so like all of it more than anything is a book of his grace and a book of like his goodness Yeah. more than that. And yeah. I think it's just like what a, what a peaceful and what an encouraging and like inspiring way to start every week, you know, as we go through this book of Genesis being reminded of that. Yeah. We said it before, you know, like, uh, if we could if we could sum up Genesis in like one sentence, yeah. it's that God always keeps his promises. God made a promise in the beginning, God created all of us and he he loves us and created this earth very good. And then when we broke it all, there's like Genesis three fifteen, he he makes this promise. And from Genesis three fifteen on, like we see this continuation of his promise and his providence to to bring that mm. to fruition. So I'm excited because we'll wrap this series up, and then we're going to go into um, a, a new beginning in the book of John and see how this like new beginning is yeah. is ushered in uh, in Christ. So uh, this should be a, a fun time. For sure. I think it'll be cool, yeah, going from Genesis to the gospel yeah. will be certainly a neat parallel for us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, anything going on in the life of Hope Church that we can be excited for? A couple things coming up. So, I mean, our big thing is our one-year anniversary. <laughs> Anniversary. So coming up on August 7th, we're going to have a huge party after service and uh, really, really looking forward to that. So um, yeah, we'll have inflatables, food, all the things um, just to come hang out in a good time of fellowship. So be a great time to come visit or check out Hope Church or invite a friend or family or neighbor uh, to come check out the church as well. So uh, that's a big thing that we have coming up. And uh, from there, we've got some other just events and things that we'll, we'll have coming out in the coming weeks. Um, going to be doing a community group leader training on the 14th, uh, which will also be a great great time for our, our those who are group leaders, those yeah. who are interested in leading a group, um, to come and find out more and us to kind of encourage one another. And then we'll be kicking off community groups again uh, that next Monday, that week following the 14th, all of our groups will be starting back up. So uh, those are a couple things to be have on your radar and be uh, planning for. But in general, can't wait to finish off this series of Genesis this coming Sunday. So if you don't have a church home and would like to check out Hope Church, we would love to have you. Uh, if you do have a, if you part of Hope Church and uh, are an, or a member or, or attending, um, and come come to Sunday, invite a friend, and can't wait to see you there at 10 a.m. If you need more information, you can find it out at hopechurchjc.com. So hope you guys have a great week, and can't wait to see you on Sunday.